Hi, this is Caitlin. Hi, this is Kat, and welcome to Jellers Podcast. We're two friends exploring spirituality on our own terms and just trying to figure it out what it all means for us. And in today's episode, we talk to Jess, who um, teaches us a little bit about human design. I met Jess this summer, and she quickly became my spiritual coach, business coach, and she taught me about all the wonders of human design and how to harness that in my personal and my business life, and just living more to my true authentic code. So we're excited to share her and um, have her talk about human design on our episode today. Uh, We invite you guys to look up your own human design online right now before this episode so that you can sort of follow along as Jess goes through the different types of human design. So enjoy the episode. Hi, Jess. Um, Jess, You are my coach, my spiritual coach, my business coach, my human design coach for the last, what, like three months? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm super excited that you're our first guest. I think um, talking about human design and getting into the specifics of human design and how you work with it, how you work with um, different spiritual people, especially women, and coach them is super inspiring. And Kat and I are super excited to have you here today. Yeah, thanks for being on our podcast. So Yeah, I'm so honored that I'm the first guest and so excited. Yeah, we are honored to have you. Um, So we can just jump into it and I will hand it off to Kat because I know she's got some good first questions. Yeah. So yeah, I think the best place to start is obviously just the general, what is human design? You know, how does it help people? Yeah, yeah. So I see human design as this blueprint to our energetic bodies and how we interact with people, how people affect us. And um, they really called it the science of differentiation. So the guy who first channeled it back in 1987, um, he just saw how everybody, like the whole world was trying to um, make everybody the same. And this is really showing us how we can all be our own unique selves and be in alignment with ourselves. And it's all going to look different to different people, depending on their energetic blueprint or their human design body graph. Yeah, that's really interesting. And one thing that like sparked for me is um, you said 1987. So it's like a really relatively new thing. How does that kind of factor in terms Mm -hmm. of like... um, you viewing it as very valid because it is so new. Yeah. So he channeled it from um, what he called the voice. And it was this synthesis of all of these different modalities. It was the I Ching system, the chakra system, um, the Kabbalah tree of life and astrology. And it really took those pieces and in his eyes and human design eyes, it's like, um, the parts, the, what is it? Like the parts, the sum is greater than the whole or mm-hmm. how does that go? The parts yeah, are greater than the sum is. I think that, that makes sense. <laughs> I, know what I know what you're talking about. I know what you're alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was something that became greater than um, what he could just see. It was 
this thing that took on a whole nother life. And, you know, people spend years studying it, it just keeps going deeper and deeper. But um, for me, it's really valid because I've already, you know, I've seen myself implement the things, uh, the teachings of it and other people, and I've seen really amazing results. And I just feel better. And when I look back at my life, I was naturally implementing those things when my life was flowing and going really well because human design goes off of um, law of attraction a lot. Mm -hmm. It's all about your alignment and creating larger magnetism for yourself And yeah, when I look back on the parts that I had that big magnetism and was attracting so many amazing opportunities to me, it was when I was authentically living my human design without even really knowing the terms of human design. Right. Yeah. So it just made sense to me, really. Yeah. And also, how did it, I guess, get out to the public? You know, so I read that he, yeah, he channeled the voice. He wrote this huge text. And then how did it really, I guess, gain popularity? Yeah. Yeah, I think that he just started sharing it with people. And it took him, I mean, I've heard it, listened to a video of him speaking. And, you know, he channeled all of this information. And then it's one thing to channel it and write it all down, but it's another thing to learn it. So it took him years to learn the things that he was channeling. And so he started teaching people and, um, you know, it was all in Spain for the longest time. And then, you know, one contact came from America and they started sharing it here. And it really wasn't until I feel like the last few years that it's really been gaining popularity, even though it's been around for a few decades now. And, you know, the internet, too, has helped it so much because back then, even with astrology, you know, you had to calculate, mathematically calculate the chart and all of that. And so when the internet, you know, started becoming more reliable and more available and they started Mm -hmm. making programs to calculate those things for it, I think that's when it really exploded, too. Yeah, but would you say that it's sort of the internet can be amazing, but it can also be a trap. And like, especially with astrology, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of um, information online that's not like as researched or as nuanced, and it can sort of lead people down the wrong way. Would you say with human design, because it kind of hits on so many different modalities that it's kind of harder to find false information? Or would you say that it's harder to find like accurate Mm -hmm. online? You know, I've heard both, but for me and listening back, it all goes back to the source of what he originally has said. And he really saw human design as being not so, um, he called human design readers analysts and it wasn't up to their interpretation. It was more specific and everything had a very specific meaning. And he really liked that because it wasn't up to interpretation. I think that though people, like you're saying, um, I think that people, you know, maybe they aren't going back to the original source because he has a few really huge books and they're really hard sometimes to interpret their Um, his language that he uses. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the original language was very cynical because he was kind of going through his own stuff back then. And unfortunately, he passed away when he started kind of 
turning a leaf and realizing like the higher expressions of some of the things that were more like the cynical areas of society he was seeing. So he wasn't able to fully like the more positive information wasn't able to fully get out. And also, you know, other people, yeah, people have been interpreting it in different ways or like you hear it from another teacher who then they're interpreting that. And so I, my human design coach, she goes back to what Ra Uruhu said. And Mm -hmm. um, that's why I try to keep it more close to the source as possible as well. Yeah. That's really interesting. But it sounds like, you know, he did what he needed to do in this lifetime, which was to set all of this together Mm -hmm. and and channel that voice. And it is actually even more fascinating and kind of more exciting that it is relatively new and that we sort of like, yeah, I don't know, sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, like we're just learning all these kind of older things. When is something new (laughs) going to happen? And it's hard to kind of look at that. And it's like, no, like spirituality is still changing and evolving, um, obviously. But when we look at like newer texts like this, it's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was a, and we can kind of go into this a little bit, but um, there's like five different types in human design and he was a manifester. And manifestors are here to get out, like they're the the initiators. They're here, they get like a wave of inspiration from the universe or the voice in his mm-hmm. um, case. And they're really here to like birth out that new project or that new idea. And the other types are here to kind of um, really live that out and kind of work on it. And he's not really here to like fully see it to its end. So I think it's very cool that he, you know, naturally was living out his design. Yeah. I love that because I feel like sometimes we have pressure in the society to like see everything through or like you're supposed to initiate and follow through and like, and if you don't, you're failing or, you know, it's just, it's a lot more cynical and it's, so it's really I feel like reassuring mm-hmm. and to know like, no, sometimes my path, like my purpose here is to just initiate or is to just, you know, not to necessarily like see it all the way yes. through. And yeah. So I love that human design kind of captures that nuance. Yeah. And when you start listening or learning about the different types, you realize that society really is based off of, um, manifester, um, work ethic and also another type is generators and Mm -hmm. generators are here to they have a lot of energy they're like the life force energy of the planet and they make up about 70 percent of the population between generators and manifesting generators kind of like a subcategory of generators and but they're only here to work on something that really lights them up but in past um, manifestors have taken advantage of generators and they're like manifestors were like kings and queens of society they make up only 10 percent of the population and they're like all right you do this like this is what needs to be done and then generators like okay like i have the energy to do it and you know they just did it back in the day and you know there's a couple other types and they're like non-energy types and they're really not supposed to be working all day long they're more of um the wise leaders are the people that sit back and almost like the hermits and they um, can see the problems in society and they might write like one really big epic book in their life and it might not be popular until after they die or something, you know? Yeah. 
Would that be so like, a, like a Vincent Van Gogh? I just think about how like he maybe maybe a little bit different, but like he really didn't know how meaningful his paintings were going to be until way later. And you know he was <sighs> yeah like he did like this huge thing that has inspired generations and generations, but like he didn't get to live or experience any of that. Like wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually looking. So some other types are not energy types. What does that necessarily mean? Because mm-hmm. like, it's hard for me to imagine mm-hmm. someone just, especially in modern day, sitting back and not doing anything, you know, but I know that's not what it means. So yeah. curious, what non-energy, uh-huh. what does that mean? Yeah, so I wish one of you was not a non-energy being because then it would be a lot easier to say. And I don't know all your friends, but both so um, Caitlin's a generator and Kat, you're a manifesting generator and I'm a generator as well. So um, non-energy beings would be reflectors and projectors. And then um, I can't remember, manifestors. I believe can have energy depending on like some other connections they have. It gets kind of specific, but projectors, um, they have, so if you guys looked at your body graph, your chart, you would have seen um, different shapes that are colored in and there's, they're called centers. And some of those centers are like, like an actual generator, like it generates its own energy so a projector wouldn't have any of those. And so they are like, I have a friend who's a projector. He is so incredibly wise. He lives with his parents still, though. And every time I talk to him, you know, he has the most profound things to say. And I think one day he's going to be a writer. And he <sighs> just like is so like specific. And he it just makes sense for him. I think that he's going to bloom later in life. But yeah, it's funny because... He just does not have energy to go by himself to go out and like work all day. And, you know, people really look down on those people in this day and age of like, oh, they're lazy or they're not worth anything because they're not working. But they have so much knowledge and they're a genius in their own right. You know what I mean? And they're they will get energy from other people by being around them. It's just like a non-local energy so it's not um like a sustainable energy it won't always be with them that, but they will have little bursts of energy too and then they make up about 20 percent of the population and then um the last one is a reflector and they make up one percent of the population they have all of their centers are white so that means they have none of them defined and um they're like really powerful beings. My coach, my life coach, she's a reflector and she's a really good example of somebody that's in alignment because they're here to really um, just be excited about life and just be giddy about life. And um, they're kind of like the temperature barometers of Mm -hmm. our society. If they're doing bad, then that means the society's doing bad or their family's doing bad. But when they're doing good, you know, you know that the people around them or the environment that they're in is do- is really healthy. And they can see, really see into you more with their open centers. They're incredible. Wherever you have those open centers or the white centers, 
it's where you're very empathetic and really feel into the other person. And it's like you take in that energy and reflect it back to them or to the people around you. Do you know off the top of your head any like famous reflectors, like famous people that are reflectors? Oh, that's a good question. I don't, but I can look it up really fast and we can. Yeah, because I'm like trying to envision. I'm really, I don't know why, and maybe he's not, but Kanye West was like the first person that popped in my head for whatever reason. And he could totally be like a manifester. I don't know. But it just, I don't know why that that was the first celebrity I thought of. No, yeah, I feel like having a public figure just would be helpful for us to understand what like. Yeah. I feel like in, maybe in ancient times, like it, I could see that way more easily. You know? Yeah, yeah. But these days, it's really hard to kind of picture. Uh, he's a, pro- I think Kanye West is a projector. Let's see. Okay. okay. Which would make sense. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a projector. So he actually only has. He, my coach calls them demi-reflectors. Demi mm-hmm. um, he only has two centers defined and all of the rest are open. So you are spot on there. He's base, He's almost a reflector. Um, yeah. the he just has this strong intuition. Yeah. Yep. Makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense. It was also the part that you said, like, mm-hmm. kind of like when he's not doing well, like his family's not doing well and like, you know, just following the news. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He must be a generator. Yeah. I think is definitely a generator. Um, but now this is just a whole round. I could just talk about so we can. Is that what Kim and Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, Sandra Bullock is also a reflector. And um, let's see. Yeah, sometimes they surprise like the people. Sometimes people surprise me that they're reflectors because they're so sometimes energetic, even though they don't. They're just like getting so much energy from their the people around them and their environment, yeah. and they're just on like this, it would make sense they're high on life. For an actor to be a reflector, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, I was gonna say like I always think about people with an open throat center being really mm-hmm. good at accents or picking up other people's accents. I have an open throat center, and I feel like anytime I'm around my friend Sarah from Australia, I just pick up that mm-hmm. accent so fast. Right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> and I used to be embarrassed about it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to copy you, but um, <laughs> but now I know why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I do. Because sometimes I slip into a weird. I, I believe you do, like, and or I'm around people and I start you talking do. Like, a certain way. I do. Okay, because that makes a lot of sense. For yeah, me. you have an open, and Cat has a closed one. So Cat will have a very like strong way of speaking in her own way, and yeah. it's actually from her emotions. Yeah. Um, I definitely so. do not. Like, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I didn't say I do it yeah. well. I didn't say that I do it. <laughs> um, That's but awesome. Circling so back cool. to like you've kind of explained the, mm-hmm. the four types and then, um, you know, there's like a lot of nuance with human design. Like there's so many different subtypes and channels and gates, mm-hmm. et cetera. And like the, um, the four types are really helpful, but like where would you recommend someone that's just beginning to dip their toes into human design to really focus on? 
Yeah. So the most important thing to know about everything in your human design is called your strategy and your authority. So that's going to help you make aligned decisions and um, just, yeah, get you in alignment and get guidance from the universe in your own unique way. So um, each type has its own strategy. So for um, generators, since we're all a type of generator, um, our strategy is to respond. So it's responding to signs and synchronicities from the universe. And um, you're not really – we're not really here to initiate like a manifester. We're here to, uh, yeah, get those signs from the universe. So it's a very – even though we have a lot of energy and energy can be seen as masculine generators is our energy is actually pretty feminine because it's all about receiving and surrendering to the universe and waiting for those really cool things to come our way. Yeah. Uh, Let me just, yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you guys feel like that resonates with you of like when things really cool things have come your way, you've kind of reacted to, Absolutely. Different signs and... Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. say, like, in the last six months, I've been more open to signs than ever in my life. And now I can sort of just be like, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a sign today. And then there's a sign. And then I just accept it. And so, like, I feel like I've been in more in flow than ever before. And it's because I'm not closed off Amazing. to like, accepting those signs. And I'm just, like, not even surprised mm-hmm. anymore. All the synchronicities. Exactly. I'm just like, all oh, right, bring one. it on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I really, um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I kind of agreed with what you said earlier when you when you said that you, when you were living in alignment. Looking back, you're like, oh, my best times mm. were living in alignment. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've in the past, yeah, since yep. 2020, um, it just kind of made me realize, like, when I do, when I try to operate from when I wait and mm-hmm. I wait to kind of get a sign or I wait to. I sleep on it, mm-hmm. not take action, yes. acting to happen. Yeah, it, it's that's definitely when I felt my best. And so when I read about manifesting generator, it just Amazing. Yeah, it made sense. Like, and it felt, of course, um, I was like, oh, I don't want to wait. I don't always want to <sighs> wait, and you know, and like I want to initiate. And mm-hmm. so it's funny that obviously mm-hmm. like, a lot of people are generators, and you know, we all have to slow yeah. down. Um, so. But I'm curious too, like, what are yeah. What are some of the key – because I, I hear when we're saying, like, manifestors versus generators, but Kat is a manifesting generator. So I guess, like, does that also completely fit, like, where we're saying that she's waiting for signs or is it sort of like a mixture of yeah. both? What does that mean, I guess? Well, so there's a little bit of nuance with that. Like, you can be more manifester or generator depending on your um, channels in your chart, which are those lines. But um, for Kat, you would be, I would say for you, it's still responding first. And then as you're going down this project or idea that you've responded to, you can do some initiating. And then you're going to kind of be doing this dance in between too. So if you're initiating and then it kind of falls flat, you know you need to go back to response. So you're going to kind of have the dance between both of them there. Yeah, I, I had read a little bit about that and that my type, because also I'm, a, I'm like a one, the one three, I don't even know how you're supposed to read those. Yes. One three or yep. whatever. And, um, and mm-hmm. it's, I have to 
like trial and error for myself. And when I read that, I just laughed because, you know, my astrology stuff says that everything says that I have to. And I'm like, oh, why can't I just. How bizarre. <laughs> How bizarre. It all. Yeah, I find that it all goes together so well. And I would love to get into the profiles as well, those numbers, because I think they're so interesting. But um, yeah, so a manifester, if you're a pure manifester, your strategy would be to inform. So you're just like going to have this big wave of creative energy and you're just going to inform the people what you are going to do. And then you do it. You don't ask permission. You're just kind of like this really strong energy. and then, um, so yeah, mani- manifesting generators have a little bit of both, but mostly responding. And then projectors, they're here to wait for the invitation, which can be very frustrating to them, but they have so much um, good advice. Yeah. It can fall flat when somebody doesn't want to hear that advice. So they are really here to wait for the invitation to have that advice and there's like tricks and ways to kind of help get an invitation like you can if you are a projector and you have a social media channel with business and stuff you can ask questions same with generators too we can put questions out there and we can um like for a projector it could be like do you guys want to hear more of this you know or do you want to hear my my two cents on this, then somebody <laughs> says yes. And are like, okay, perfect. I have an invitation. Um, for generators, it'd be more of like maybe ideas or something to put out there. Like, what do you guys think that I should do? Or where do you see this going? Yeah. But I find that it's, um, I get the best things when I just wait for the universe. And it just, like somebody could be in passing and they're like, you know what you should do? And I'm like, <laughs> they say it and I'm like what or just like yeah. I don't know just a sign or something I hear on a podcast or something I'm like oh my god there it is yeah yeah and I then mean, reflectors how- they're yeah. oh go ahead no I was just gonna say that's how I met you <laughs> like I would say that I wasn't even oh, yeah. really looking for a coach but I was just starting my business I was just like okay I'm an intuitive this is what I'm doing and then I happened to be on the inner mm-hmm. bloomers page I was the first person to message you. So I think you like posted something that was like, hey, guys, I'm giving like free mini coaching sessions um, and like asking you guys questions. Again, the manifestor thing, you were literally asking questions so that you could sort of prepare for your future (laughs) um, (laughs) coaching sessions. And then I reached out Uh to you person and it was like it was just full alignment like I think you had posted it like five seconds before yeah. I happened to go on that page so totally oh my gosh it's that's <laughs> so cool I had the similar thing with my coach I was yeah. like going down this rabbit hole of masculine and feminine energy and then um someone was telling me that I re- should really get a coach and I didn't know who I should get. And then this girl I used to follow a while ago, um, I just ended up happening to stumble upon her Instagram. And she was talking about masculine and feminine energy. I'm like, what? She knows about that? And then she started her coaching practice. And I was like, oh my gosh, all right, this is a sign. And it was, yeah, perfect alignment. Yeah, I can think of a lot of instances. And for you too, Kat, that you've told me, it was just like with your therapist and just like different things. It's just we have to wait 
and and just like be patient and be like okay it's it's gonna come like it's like how in 2020 right before mm-hmm. the pandemic happened my boyfriend and I were supposed to travel for a year yeah and it's looking back on it now I can see that I was just I don't necessarily think it was the right time and um but I was trying to initiate that and kind of I don't know if I Push was that mm. exactly. I was trying to push that forward even though I don't actually think I was spiritually ready for it either and so I mm-hmm. was really happy when like things kind of shifted I mean you know not happy that the <laughs> pandemic happened but just like I almost felt relieved <laughs> yeah, yeah that's better exactly word. relieved that mm-hmm. change and I was like oh actually I don't know if that would have been a great idea right now I still want to do it but actually I think there's more important things that I should focus on right now that would make that trip better later and it was a really good yes really good sign to me of like wait just wait you know wait on it and sleep on it yeah sleep yeah. on it don't don't always feel like you have to respond right away to anything that you feel um so yeah it's just interesting to think about yeah now <laughs> I mean you guys are speaking your authority which we haven't really got into but the the um strategy and authority work hand in hand so on one way we're waiting to respond to the universe and then our authority is our decision like the last say so all three of us is an emotional authority and it literally says sleep on it don't make sudden decisions you know wait until you're emotionally in a emotionally clarity place you know you don't want to be too high in emotions or too low in emotions so yeah that's definitely (laughs) come to play and that's why I'm also curious when you when you I can't talk when you deep dive into like how um our individual human design is going to kind of impact our business partnership because I think for us like we say a lot like we reflect each other um and mirror each other emotionally sometimes and especially Mm -hmm. like into fights and just like what you're saying I was like yeah that's when we're able to solve our fights is when we're both like okay we need to take a minute and like reflect on this and not just react and um kind of like work through the fight in our head and like emotionally make that decision to then like mend it versus running away from it or reacting like really harshly Mm -hmm. hold on my notifications are gonna go off my computer (laughs) but um yeah for sure, though. Yeah. I mean, if you want me to go into that now, I can. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, well, let's first, do it. first, let me just tell the last last one is reflectors, oh, yeah. their strategy. Just we don't oh. want to leave out the reflectors. Um, <laughs> they always get left out. Poor reflectors. Um, they, yeah. So they're going to want to wait until the full lunar cycle to make big decisions. And, um, yeah, it's because they don't really have, they have all those open centers and the moon is going to light up different channels within them as it goes around. So they're going to be able to feel all of these different energies. And then once it gets to the starting place, they're going to know what the right thing to do is. So... Interesting. I'm glad that I'm not a reflector that has to wait for a month. But you know, as emotional as emotional authorities, sometimes our emotions take a month or so to fully work out. So you know, yeah. could be a day or could be a month. Yeah, and that's actually perfect a segue into this. Um, are are we supposed to wait for like 100 percent 
sureness about our emotions, you know, or like so oh, yeah. with the reflector, it sounds like they'll be really sure, I guess, once mm-hmm. that lunar cycle ends or another one begins. Yeah. So um, for the emotional authority, you're going to feel like 80% yes. And 80% yes is a yes for us. Yeah. Um, because there's emotions are so fleeting and you know that saying like if it's not a fuck yes or a hell yes it's it's a hell no like that's really not true for us yeah. really not true so and society I guess more and more babies are being born as emotional authorities and this is just the evolution that we're going towards so that's going to go away in the next few generations of just like making decisions in the moment and all of that. We're going to really be emotionally aware and um, yeah, sit back and really let things come to us more. So are like, so are like, is the boomer generation and Gen X like the ones older than us? Are they, are they not emotional authority? I think you would have to go back even further, you know, I think it's over a couple thousands of years. Um, I think most people were, back in the day, they were sacral authorities, which is the main, if we weren't an emotional authority as generators, we would have been a sacral authority, which is that gut response of like, yes or no. And then the oldest awareness or oldest um, authority is your splenic center, which is your intuition survival center. So it was kind of like you know, fight or flight thing. And it's kind of the quietest center to give us, you know, our direction. It whispers while the other ones are a little bit more noticeable. That makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. now I'm I'm super curious uh, about what (laughs) what else on our human design readings that you kind of looked into. Um, Do you know the app, The Pattern? Yeah. Okay, so we recently did the, um, what is it like? The friendship bond. Yeah, the friendship bond. And it was was so intense. Like, she was sending it to me, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I feel called out. She's like, I feel called out. (laughs) It was so, like, whenever we've, when we had, like, a tiff about something, it was. We don't get into, like, huge fights or anything, but, like, we fight. Yeah, we'll have, like, a disagreement, and then we respond to it. <laughs> and, and it was just so funny to read the pattern. Yeah. It, it it literally said, like, as long as you guys can keep in mind that this dynamic exists, yeah. you know, just work around it and communicate about it. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how it said, you know, you're going to have this dynamic. Like, no matter what, you're not going to just suddenly. You can't shy away from it. Right, yeah. right. And so we have to face it. And we yep. do have to work through it. And it helps both of us grow because it's not, yep. it's not like, natural for Definitely. us to go down and talk about it. Well, without- I think erupting like I'm not a very confrontational person I don't really fight or argue or get into tiffs with like that many people or Mm -hmm. friends and I think Kat and I just like trigger the fuck out of each other (laughs) and uh sometimes it's like I need to get out of here what am I doing and then it's like no no no. like I can feel the potential I can feel like the energy buzz and like I can feel that we could be really successful mm-hmm. as friends and business partners, but it's not going to be easy. Until we get out of our own way. Yeah, until we get out of our own way. But, like, we yes. are – so, yeah, that's why I'm really curious with the human design because I'm everything fucking echoes each other. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you're going to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm really curious. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I saw your guys' charts together, I got really excited because I see the potential for sure in working for with each other. Definitely, like, you know, your chart is your energetic blueprint. And same with the composite charts, which is, like, the combined charts. It just shows the energy. It doesn't mean – you know, that it's going to work or, or not. It's not future past. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be like, this is it. And so once you're, like you said, once you're aware, you can be better and you just know each other's energy. So um, a big thing, do you guys have your charts in front of you? I have mine, um, but I have just, it's like completely foreign to me. I have, um, I see the- yeah. The black on the right I mean yeah the black on the right and the red on the left I just want to show you so I have it yeah I have it in front of me and we're going to be talking about the centers which are those colored in spots and it's kind of nice to just see what I'm talking about but um so Kat you have okay cool so I mean you guys have so wherever you have white centers, you're you're taking an energy from the other person, and um, you, uh, Caitlin has two white centers that, and then Cat has the centers defined, and like vice versa on two points of your chart. So there's gonna be this energetic, you know, pull and take tug of war a little bit until you know learn how to work with the energy a little bit more. So, first of all, um, Caitlin has the um, that center in the very center of the chart. It's kind of like a square on its side. It's usually yellow, I believe. Yeah, I see that. And it's, it's called, yeah, it's called the G center, and it's the center for your direction. And you also, Caitlin, have like your incarnation cross, which we don't really have a lot of time to go into, but it's kind of like your purpose in life. Yeah. So you're kind of like this planner and you're going to be able to like see the future. And also you have the center for direction in life defined. So, and Kat doesn't. So she's going to really be affected by your direction, you know? So just making sure that (laughs) just making sure that um you know well it's good that you guys don't live together because you guys it's when you can spend time in your own aura is when you really know like what's yours and what's theirs but um Kat's gonna be amplifying Caitlin's direction so just to make sure that you guys have a clear direction and where you want to go and um, for Kat, make sure you don't get lost in Caitlin's identity and her direction. Um, but it's really good, I think, for business, you know, because she can maybe have the planning and the drive to move forward. And you guys are just going to go forward with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one kind of right to the right of it. And it's like this little triangle. The red one. And Caitlin has that one defined. It has like a little 40 on it. Yeah, I with see the it. channel. Cute little so guy. yeah, so that's your willpower. Caitlin and and it also is like this bargain center. So it's like this 
drive to move forward. And people with a define really need to make sure to slow down because you have this like constant drive and you're you need to wait for like the universe to catch up or the signs to catch up or your emotions to catch up because you're going to always be going forward. But um the bargain part of it is like you you're like I'll do this as long as you do this. So making sure that you know your guys is um it's not like you guys have a contract together, but make sure that everything is really clear about whose role is what in yeah. this partnership. Because when it can, Caitlin can feel very maybe put down in a way if the bargain isn't upheld in the way that she thought it was. So making sure that it's very clear that yeah. like what your guys' role is. And, you know, that's going to evolve with time and everything. But just, you know, everything goes back to crystal clear communication yeah. and planning. Um, but, yeah, those are like two big centers to be aware of. And then the other one is Kat has the two head centers defined. It's called the head center and the Ajna center. And so she's going to have a very specific way of thinking about things and processing information. Um, there isn't a, con a direct connection to the throat, though, for Kat. And Caitlin doesn't have um, a gate that connects it either. So sometimes for Kat, it might be hard for you to, like, get out your ideas, like, spoken out of, like, sure. what you're feeling or what you're thinking about. So. Um, so just um, when you feel stuck, a really good thing to do is to go out into a public area like a coffee shop or a cafe where a lot of people are around you and one of those other people are going to have those gates that are going to connect to your throat and you're going to feel that energy and all of a sudden you're going to feel like, oh, wait, and then you like write it down or you maybe like speak it into your voice memo. So if you're feeling stuck, go out in public and kind of see if you can get the energy from somebody else yeah covid is a little little yeah. challenging but it's so <laughs> i know you know but somebody in your family might have it and even like speaking on the phone you can feel other people's auras through yeah. the phone it's just not as strong i'm curious more about this when i'm stuck part like so you're basically because it's it's funny because i almost feel like my natural reaction would be to like retreat and get away from everyone and just mm. by myself and you know figure it out um although I, I'm very aware that I need other people's energy to kind of like um I don't even know to collaborate on mm -hmm. you know I, I, it makes me feel better yes but, so it's interesting that you can just yeah. kind of, you're saying like go to a cafe and then just sitting there like I'll just kind of take in energy from others and yeah I'm kind of just yeah, yeah it all know. goes off of yeah, it all goes off of the aura field. So so if this is your energetic body, it's like the six-foot aura field that's swarming around your body. And just interacting with other people, you guys are going to – you're going to like feel other people's energy. So if somebody has like a center – I mean, you guys, between both of you, you, you – light up all of the centers which is really cool oh, you make a whole um, but <laughs> you make one person you, uh, 
You know, kind of, but the unfortunate thing, or fortunately, is that there's no, even together, you're not making a complete connection between that bottom head center and that throat center. And so it's the analyzing and the thinking process isn't completely being able to go manifest through the throat. And so, yeah, it's going to be a little difficult. And like, you know, you've probably felt this your whole life because it's like a very strong energy in your in your head and like, you know, all of that information and stuff. But it's not coming out through the throat. You know, another way that you can have it activated is this is where the astrology comes in is when planets planets are going to be moving through, you know, like in astrology, planets move through different signs. Yeah. It's kind of the same in human design. Planets are going to be moving through different gates. And a planet could be sitting in, let's say, like gate 42 and gate 23, which is one of the connections between that bottom head center, the Ajna center, and the throat. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, why am I feeling this I just need to like speak all of this stuff and I'm like extra Gabby and, you know, chatty and all of this. So uh, if you guys are together, you almost have the connection split. So it's called your bridge gate. It's like that last gate that you need to connect it. And it's the gate 62 because Caitlin has gate 17. So you would just need like one person to get in gate 62 let me see if i I don't think i have it either so we have a Um, third friend and the the three of us (laughs) we like will go and do yoga or like on zoom obviously because she's living in bulgaria right now hi eva if you're um shout out to eva and i'm so curious now we'll need to look at her human design later because i feel like Times I'm like Eva is the third puzzle piece, and not necessarily. I don't know if this podcast would be like for mm-hmm. her, but I think like just in terms of our friendship, she is like the third puzzle piece. And so I'm so curious. I might have to send her, send you her human design later. You know, it's really yeah. hard uh, for me to speak what I'm feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Both Caitlin and I have our emotional center. It's kind of like an island. It's only connected to the will center, um, which is that. So the, sorry, the emotional center is the far right triangle. Okay, the um, Kind of in towards the bottom. Yeah, the brown one. Okay. And you have it, we both have it connected to the will center, which is that smaller triangle kind of right above it. Yeah, But it's not connected to anything else. It's just kind of floating there. So our emotions are kind of like wrapped up in the bargains that we make with other people and and people not, you know, meeting their end of things. (laughs) I'm calling myself out too. I know, I know, I know. You know, it's cool when you have a partner because they might bridge everything and you feel whole with that person because they they connect everything within you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, I can finally like speak my emotions, you know, like they're helping me speak my emotions. And actually, both of you together, like you do um, connect the emotions to the throat. So you will have a better time, although um, it's all like it's all cats chi- uh, channel 
you know, it's it's that channel 35, 36. It's a big one on the right side of the chart. And um, so it's kind of all her energy, but it's going to help you, Caitlin, as well. So what is that channel? So exactly? At least you have that. Or what does it mean? The 35, the name yeah. of it. No, just sort of. Yeah, let me pull it up really. When, when um, the center, when the emotional center and the throat like connect, what does that mean, I guess? Yeah, the, I mean, just means like the energy from the emotions, you can be connected to the throat. So you're going to be able to speak what you're feeling out loud with from your emotions. And um, that specific one is kind of like the having experiences just for the experience and um, not putting a, anything on the outcome. So, Kat, you're going to get, like, really thrown off if you put expectations on an outcome of an experience because you're really here to just live in the moment. Yes. Yes. Not make decisions in the moment, but just have fun. This – it's so resonant. (laughs) I had to – and I'm still working on it, but unlearning putting expectations on things, that has been the biggest block for me. I I only do things because I – expected to go yes. a certain way or wanted to go a certain way and then I'm like oh it but I can't do that or you well, know, that's the just, whole thing with this podcast yeah. is like I think our intentions are a little bit different because we were trying to align them but it was like forcing two things that just like didn't mix and then we're like <laughs> oh yeah they don't have to be the same like one thing can exist uh-huh. and the other can coexist and like for you like your intention really had to yeah. be for fun yep no outcome, no, no outcome. Yeah. Uh, no. And I'm going yes. to it's like a little bit different. Yes, for sure. Um, now, and it makes sense why. Because yeah. for me, yeah, I, I feel horrible when I have put expectations on things. And so I, I that's why this podcast oh is my so gosh. Like, This is the first time that I like try to voice – I try to voice my emotions. I try to voice my thoughts. And, and we're I, opening I, up our throat chakra, yes, literally. <laughs> and I and I like wrote the same thing. Here's what I'm thinking. And I just want to – make sure that you know that I'm here to just really be in the present and have yeah. fun and not do what I used to do, which is worry about the outcome. And so it's really awesome to hear this because I feel like this is another reason why this podcast is like the yep. perfect project for us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that is so cool. I love hearing people, their experiences of their chart or like hearing them speak their yeah. human design basically. Um, yeah, and then- I mean, it's helped like, it's, well, you were talking about like unlearning everything and human design, they call it deconditioning. So it's really taking away everything that's not you. So you know what, so you can be yeah. fully in alignment. And I heard this really cool quote the other day. Um, was it Van Gogh who painted or sculpted David? No, that was Michelangelo. Was it that? Okay, Michelangelo. And they asked him, like, and it was supposed to be, like, the perfect man, you know, the image of the perfect man. And they asked him, like, how did you come up with the perfect man? And he said, I just took away everything that wasn't David. Wow. So I just feel like when you take everything away that's not you, you are just left with pure you, pure energy, pure alignment, pure magnetism. So that's what's so exciting for me of like, oh my gosh, I could just see, I could just, I'm stepping closer and closer into me. And whenever I have a problem, 
I always look back to my human design. I'm like, all right, what what is, you know, what is this connected to? Oh, okay. Oh, it's this channel. Oh my God. Like this is the not self theme of this particular issue. And it's just this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I feel more alignment when I'm, you know, aligned with this. And I see that the not self theme for all of us being generators is frustration. So like, yeah, that basically anytime we're feeling frustration, that's us not acting like ourselves or, you know, it's it, it like, cause we're, I feel like naturally frustration is going to come about. So is it more just like acting on mm-hmm. that frustration or something is, is the wrong way to go? You know, I mean, we, we're like here to come. If you didn't feel frustration, you would never grow, you know? And so frustration is just a signal to you that you're not in alignment. You're pushing too hard. You're trying to make – you're trying to initiate too much. Um, so it's just kind of your signal to step back and, you know, maybe meditate or a journal. Um, go back to your practices of coming back to center and then allowing life to flow again. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just a wonderful like signal to us of like where in our lives that we're just out of alignment. You know, anytime we have quote unquote negative emotions, it's just a teacher for us. But frustration happens a lot more (laughs) with generators. And um, for any listeners that are potentially listening, um, what, like what website or sources are you using right now or what would you recommend for them to use? Like I'm on Jovian archive right now, but I, you know, I know you've looked at some other ones as well. Um, because as you're talking about this, I'm like, my eyes start to glaze over when you're talking about the numbers. I'm like, this is a foreign language. So for someone like me that has a hard time (laughs) and I'm like, especially when Kat starts talking about like the houses and astrology and like the degrees and everything, my brain starts to turn off. So like for me teaching in kindergartner about this, Mm -hmm. um, what would you recommend? I I mean, my favorite website just for the chart is mybodygraph.com because you can click on the channels and it's it's more interactive. And then you can take – it has like an information – portion and it says like your strategy, your profile, your this. And then I would take that like information and mm-hmm. um, I would Google like what does a 1-3 profile mean? Um, but it's hard. I would, you know, I'm not saying this to just like sell my things, but I, it's one <laughs> of those things. It's kind of probably a lot like astrology. Like if you want a full – picture of yourself, you really want to go to someone that can read your chart and translate this foreign language because the more and more I learn it, I just see the synthesis of all of it. You know, it's like you can learn separate parts, but it's not until you like have somebody to like show you the whole and like lay it out for you. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. For sure. So I, I would highly recommend, I mean, do your research and um, look into it. But if you have the means, I would definitely yeah. like invest in someone to read your chart for you. And and that kind of transitions to one of my next questions, which is um, like, I know, I think kind of on human design, you can sort of see like what kind of careers or purpose aligns um, with 
or like is in with your true alignment based on your human design. So like for you specifically with your human design, what sort of connections or the different aspects of it make it ideal for you to give human design readings for you to be a coach and like for you Mm -hmm. to do what you Yeah, well, just like you, my um, incarnation cross is like the cross of planning. And I've always loved to like help people with different things. And um, there's a lot of energy in there for entrepreneurship. And same with you. We have a very similar design because we have the same birthday. Um, Some of it's different. I mean, not the same year, but we're birthday twins. So there's going to be a lot of overlap. I know, December 1st. Which is also and like, yeah. <laughs> what were you saying? Which is also what? Oh, I shouldn't say like crazy alignment. Oh. You're like, when's your birthday and all this like for a birth chart? And I was like, it's December 1st. And you were like, oh, okay. <laughs> we can already, like, I already have <laughs> the information there. Like, I can tell you because the same chart. Yeah. We're pretty much the same chart. Yeah. So sorry, go on. Well, side note, side note, I was, um, I've told you a little bit of how I was getting into these card, this card system called the Destiny Cards. And I looked up Kat's card because we have the same card, you know. I was like, I'm just curious to see what her card is. Well, guess what? She is the same card as both of us. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, no. Oh, we're all four of diamonds. So you're a work card too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, she's a workaholic. Wow, you're a workaholic. We're all yeah. Just like us, your purpose in life is to work. Yeah, when I hear workaholic, I'm like, no, that's not that's right. I know. Well, thank God that you're a manifesting generator and you have the energy to work. I, I don't know how that would work out if you were a projector or a reflector. That would be tough. I'll show you your – because I have the card. I think I've shown you my card. Yeah, so so I'll, like, yeah, yeah it's sure. literally the same now. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah. – okay. Because so, I am curious. So bringing it back, what are some other specific oh. things about human design that make you ideal So. For- this. Yeah. So the other thing is um, my type. So I'm a okay. four six, and so are you, Caitlin. And um, the four is all about learning new things and telling everybody about them and oh sharing the knowledge. <laughs> so it's gonna look different from everybody. You know, I could be. I could be, you know, all kinds of different things, but through signs and synchronicity, it led me to human design, you know, and for Caitlin, it's leading you to somewhere else. So it's not going to be like specific, like you're a human design analyst, you know, (laughs) but you're going to be following your strategy and authority Mm -hmm. and it's going to lead you to where you need to go. Um, And then the second part of the – because there's two numbers. The second part is the six, which is the uh, role model. And people who are sixes are really here to be a role model for other people and to – they kind of go through like this three-part process in their life and they're experimenting and trial and erroring, if that's a word, um, in the first 30 years of their life until their Saturn return. And then they're like – 
kind of retreating and then they're coming back out into the public and um, people recognize them as a role model. So uh, Jess, you're going through your Saturn return right now, correct? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, how is that? Why am I? Um, like what? Oh my gosh! Of, like, I mean, I know you've told me like kind of like what your plan is. Um, and I think that definitely yeah. aligns. Um, I don't know if you want to share that, but it it definitely aligns with what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Uh, as soon as that Saturn return hit, everything is just like, oh my God. I mean, I've been feeling this energy actually for a while. And it's just funny that like 2020 was what it was. And it happened to be yeah. like aligned right when my Saturn return. And my Saturn return was started just a few oh, days before the Grand Conjunction. Yeah. And the Great Conjunction was on the same exact time I was born. And, you know, it's my Saturn return is obviously in Aquarius and lots of things are happening. So um, I think it's uh, I think my Saturn returns in my third house, too. So it's like all about your friends groups. You can probably tell me, Kat, and your siblings as well. But I just feel like a lot of energy to – um, move and change and change my direction and step up into a leadership role more and share what I have to know and kind of come into um, my my role as a leader. I mean, my Chiron is in Leo, so I need to be seen. Yeah. And that's one of my wounds that I've been healing. And even being on this podcast is just, you know, part of that and showing up online and being seen. So, it all goes in with each other. And I have a lot of Capricorn energy. Oh my gosh. So I'm really here. My North node is in Capricorn. So I'm really here to like work and be an entrepreneur and all of that. But um, my plan is to buy a motor home. Is this what you're referring to, Caitlin? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> oh, is. Yeah. So I'm going to buy a motor home and I didn't know where I was going to move and nowhere sounded good. And so I like my sister actually helped me come up with the idea of a motor home. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. See, having somebody else tell me getting that sign from somebody else. I was pushing it. I was like, should I move here? I was like doing all of this research and nothing. I was frustrated. Nothing was working. And then my sister was like, oh, it's this. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're right. So saving up for a motorhome and I'm going to be, you know, living in different areas for a few months at a time. And right now I'm in Asheville, North Carolina. And then on your I'm Saturn from Idaho line. and I would love yeah. on my Saturn line. Yeah. If you guys know about astro cartography, I'm on yeah, my Saturn you know, line over here. Did you know that before you there or? No. <laughs> no, I moved here two years ago. It's okay. And if I would have known that, I don't know if I would have moved here, but I think it was meant to be. I'm like really being disciplined over here. (laughs) Yeah. To be on your Saturn line during your Saturn return and not knowing. um, Yeah, we let's not talk about astro cartography. That's a whole (laughs) rabbit hole that I would just. I know. Another time we'll have you again um, and just talk about that. But yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And the destiny card system too. That's a fun system. Yes. We'll just add this to our docket for, for next time. Um, but I guess, so yeah. this kind of segues into it. So you, you use human design in your coaching um, and you also give mm-hmm. human design readings. So where is kind of yeah. the difference in that? Like what, so when you're doing a human design reading, I'm assuming that it's more kind of like, like you're translating that foreign language for somebody. And then mm-hmm. when you um, develop it into your coaching sessions, which like you offer like three month programs, is that still what you're doing? Yeah. So I took off the coaching off my, um, I guess my docket. Oh, okay. I don't really have a website, but off my Instagram stuff because yeah. I am um, really honing down what it is going to be, but it should be up in about a month or so, maybe okay. sooner. Um, but so the human design readings is mostly just, you know, me telling them exactly what it is, you know, you ask some questions and stuff like that. But the reading or the coaching would be more of that deconditioning process and really stripping away all those things that aren't you. And it wouldn't be everything at once. You know, I w- I'm going to break it down into um, kind of like more generalized, like your type and your profile. And then you we go narrow, like more and more specific as we go through the three-month um, process. And yeah, really stripping away the layers and bringing in other tools that I've learned and meditations and um, maybe get your help with journal prompts too would be really cool. And um, yeah, like really helping somebody live their design. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know on your Instagram, you like you, you put, I help women align with their true authentic code. So for you, is that true authentic Mm -hmm. code, like the same thing as like the human design alignment, or do you see that? um, And I know that you also work a lot with like feminine energy and honing that in, in like a very masculine business world Not maybe is going down a different direction, but I'm just curious. Um, I don't know, elaborate. No, yeah, I definitely see your authentic code as like human design as a code, you know, and everybody has a different one. And I think we've learned for so long that we all are like, you're authentic when you're like this, you know, and that's just really not the case. And yeah, I want to piece apart that code for everybody and um, yeah, bring in that feminine and uh, masculine aspects that I've been learning and um, I work a lot with meditation and yeah things like that it all goes together it really does and I've been learning about astrology more and more too which is cool because you know obviously human design brings in a lot of astrology elements and it's just helping bring it in and now I'm bringing in the cards too and I'm just like experimenting with all how it all can flow together and it's just been a fun fun journey so far yeah yeah and that's what it should be right it's fun and like figuring and I'm definitely trying to figure that out for myself and that's why the podcast is really great Mm because I think I kind of got burnt out in like November December because I was trying to go for a goal so hard and then I kind of like lost the fun mm-hmm. aspect of it. And I became like, I was like a robot, just like creating these like Instagram posts for like a goal and not having fun with it. And that's why um, 2021 already feels like a load yes. has been like lifted off. 
Like, I think it's still going to be a really intense year. I just think I'm embracing it in a different different Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Same here. Like, it's just yeah. not high pressure or, you know, intense. It's intense mm-hmm. in a different way. In a much healthier way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I agree. I mean, in both of your guys' designs, you put a lot of pressure on yourself and you have a lot of energy. <laughs> But, um, you know, your design is really telling you to step back and make sure to feel when to push yourself and to step back. And I feel like both of you really are honing in on that, which is amazing. And, you know, same with me. Yeah. Um, And then this is just kind of like a random, not random question, but less to do with human design and more to do with like just your spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening. But if you could put it into a few words, how did 2020 impact like your spiritual awakening or like your relationship with spirituality individually? I mean, 2020 slapped me in my face when it first began. (laughs) I mean, I went away from spirituality for a while because I was just so busy with quote unquote busyness, you know, with my corporate job at the time. And it, I was just getting so depressed and just so far away from myself. I felt a shell of myself until I found um, actually Positive Heads, which led me to Inner Bloomers podcast. And that really helped me re-remember who I am. And Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, I think a lot of the words that people can describe 2020 for everybody really was for me too. It was just a big transition for me and it was awakening mm-hmm. I, you know I had a reawakening and um a lot of frustration <laughs> and um you know a lot of I was really it was a, a year of emotions for me and having emotional awareness and clarity and really um learning how to use my emotions as in a powerful way and not letting them control me. And that really, yeah, helped everything. Yeah. Like I feel like I, it's in the same boat. Like 2020 was me really trying to not, yeah, not let my emotion. And I failed many times, but like not kind of let my emotions take over and control me and operate from that place that of like insecurity or instability and, it's a it's a process. It's trial and error, but yeah. Awesome well, that's really- part of your human design, trial and error, the one three. <laughs> yep. When I, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> the uncomfortable chuckle when we're reading something and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Called out. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm trying to think if I have like any other like questions. Um, I guess like, would you say, I know that you said you kind of, you also look into astrology and different things. um, But would you say Mm -hmm. that human design kind of encompasses enough for you that that's like your main thing that you look at? Or do you still feel like you look at, um, human design and astrology and maybe like other um, systems as well. I don't know if that's a good question. Mm-hmm. We can cut that if it's not. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I still look into, I mean, human design is definitely my main 
focus and where my enthusiasm rests mm-hmm. and my excitement, um, where I feel like I could really help people. But I really have a huge love for astrology because um, even though human design, you can kind of do this with it as well, or you definitely can. But I think that astrology is really cool to look at the future and learn from the past and see charts of the future. And I think that you know, people for so long, I'm sure Kat can attest that they just have focused on your sun sign. And it's just almost like a very surface level of what astrology really is. And hopefully that doesn't happen to human design. I don't think it really can. You have to like kind of really look into it to understand. But um, yeah, I, I like to look, I watch people's videos all the time of like, you know, forecast for the months ahead and yeah. things like that. So I think it's really important if you know like the weather report. If you have like the weather report and it's going to be, um, yeah. you know, waves, you can bring out your surfboard and and uh, surf or and have fun or you can drown. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, like if you if you know what's coming up, it's like you can just prepare yourself and, you know, have the best time that you can with it. So I like astrology for that a lot. Yeah, and I think that a lot of people think like associate astrology with like fortune telling or something. And it's 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 just it's it's weird because I'm like, I feel like it's clear. It's clear just telling you kind of where you're at now or where you could go or what yeah. your like best self could look yeah. like and and like when people do these yeah like a prediction f- um for like yeah well, like you know what the great conjunction will bring or what you know this will this or that will bring it's not like they're i'm sure it's just like human design it's not like it's it's predicting and something so so, so specific and or like negative it's yeah. more just about like a trend yeah. or like a, a, like an energy direction and um and I yes think that, like human design is reminds me of astrology in the sense that like you can't look at it you can't look at it separately mm-hmm. you have to look at that's why I totally mm-hmm. understand when you said you, you know it's probably best to get like a reading by someone because you have to put all the pieces yeah. together and if we do it on our own it'll take us a while <laughs> to really dig through and put it all together and so yeah it's just mm-hmm. I'm definitely definitely um made me kind of want to get a, a human design reading because <laughs> yeah I can't I was overwhelmed <laughs> looking at it and I was like it'll take me well, forever to dig through it all that that transitions For nicely sure. um Jess we're gonna pass <laughs> the floor to you and uh go ahead and tell us like um what you offer how people can find you plug away like any big things that are coming out I know you kind of alluded to it already, but here is your mm. is your time. Yeah. Yeah. So people, my main place on the interwebs is Instagram. So my handle is Jess Stevenson with a PH and an wait, underscore wait, wait, wait. at the end. Wait, is it Stevenson? <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I always call you Stephenson. <laughs> I always am like, my coach, Jess Stephenson. This is Jess Stephenson, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, Jess Stevenson. Um, got it. Got it. Continue. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, yeah, like we never said our last names out loud to each other. No. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's Stevenson. I mean, everybody does it because it's with a PH, like Stefan. But yeah, so you can um, find me on there. I'm looking into other um, alternative social medias as well. But uh, all of my main information is going to be on Instagram right now. And um, I'm going to be having a Facebook business profile soon as well because a lot of people are on there. And uh, yeah, you'll see where when I launch my coaching. And right now I have 30-minute readings and 60-minute uh, readings. Awesome. <laughs> you feel good about the episode as a whole. Um, and I'm excited to, to learn more about human design. I think I didn't even really talk about it, but the human design part of the coaching that I did with you really helped. And because um, you didn't even, like Ooh. when you first started to doing coaching with me you hadn't even really introduced human design I think it came up no. in like the second or third session um and then yeah. you pivoted I was just like really excited about human design and I was like wait I think this is the direction I want to go in yeah and then I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about your human design that's so awesome I'm so glad that it helped a lot it did. And it, well, cause it, it gives you like some kind of concrete thing to look at versus sure. like, you're yes. like, this is what I see in you, but you're like, this is what I see in you. And this is how I see it in you. And this is where you can grow. And that kind of goes with the whole fortune teller thing that Kat was saying and why it's so important to get a birth chart readings and um, human design readings, because we can often pick and choose what we're aligning with based on where we're at. So yep. if we're like really in our shadow self, and we're reading it, we're going to be like, oh, I'm rejecting that. I'm rejecting this. I'm rejecting that because I don't fit into that right now. But then the reader is going to be like, mm -hmm. no, like <laughs> this does resonate. You just need to get see there. It yeah, yeah, see it holistically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. I mean, I did my life coach training two years ago, I believe, or actually now three years ago. And yeah. I always – felt like I wasn't truly helping them because, you know, unless you work with somebody for like a year or something, sometimes the truth doesn't even come out of like what their true selves is. And they could, you know, and we're just asking these deep questions and trying to dig and dig and find like what's beneath everything, but something with like a tool like human design, you can see like, oh, well, you know, this is through the lens of human design, you know, this is who you are. Um, and you're in your not self theme right now, actually, or, or people like sometimes there's manifestors, my ex boyfriend's a manifester, and he was really put down a lot in his life for he had a hard growing up. And he really does not he did not seem like a manifester in the past, because his powerful energy was so he was bullied a lot and pushed down. And so they felt ashamed for like all of that strong energy and ashamed for their opinions and stuff. And mm -hmm. he's just now like, stepping back into that and going through, you know, he's been deconditioning for like the last, you know, we all are, you know, our whole lives deconditioning, but you know, he's finally stepping into his power with that. And it's so cool to like hear that authentically come out. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You are a manifester. Like keep going with that. Yeah. That's your power. Yes. So yeah. to sum up this, uh, this episode, lean into your power Thanks for listening to this episode of Druthers. 
If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach out to us at druthers at gmail.com. And since I, Kat, don't have any personal social media, you can also reach out to me there. And you can keep up with all things Druthers on our social media at Druthers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also check us out at podpage.com backslash Druthers. And if you want to reach out to me, Caitlin, personally, or book an intuitive session with me, you can check out my website at dandelionintuitive.com. You can also check out my social media um, on Facebook and Instagram at Dandelion Intuitive. And we can't wait to hear from you guys. Have a great day.